Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Stumptown, Season 1, Episode 1, it is called Forget It Dex, it's Stumptown, uh, obviously referencing Chinatown there. Uh, this is ABC's a new pilot that just uh, aired and it stars Kobe Smothers as a character named Dex who, I think from the trailer I was expecting to already be a private eye but clearly watching the episode it's kind of like, by the end of the episode she's kind of becoming a private eye, she's really yeah. not to begin with but uh, it's an episode one so we'll start spoiler free and we'll give you a warning before we get into any spoilers but yeah so this is based on a greg rucka comic book a comic book writer that we both happen to be a fan of and kobe smothers is an actress that i think we both like as well Definitely. Um, uh, despite the fact that the main thing she's known for i don't really like that much but <laughs> I, I typically like but you don't hold that against her yeah yeah um so yeah it's just, you know it's, it's, it's set in set in portland and she's kind of this uh this vet who was in who was in afghanistan you know 10 12 years ago and she's kind of down out of her luck she's kind of struggling for money she's got a bit of a, a wisecracking attitude and is you know a bit of a drinker a bit of a gambler these kind of things she's you're, you're down and out kind of like you know pi is essentially what it is but it's kobe smalls instead of some chiseled uh it's uh jessica jones minus the powers uh, to an extent yeah a, i mean it's a bit more light-hearted than that no, it is, I, I just mean in, in in the way she comes across yeah yeah she, well she has more of a smock to her jessica jones always feels like she just wants to like fight whoever's in front of her whereas true, yeah. whereas dex feels a bit more like i'm content with just smirking and making fun of you and then walking away yeah yeah so i mean that's the gist of it you got jake johnson in there as well as one of her friends and yeah so that's the basic setup the plot of the first episode is basically that uh the granddaughter of the owner of the casino she frequents uh is kidnapped because the family of course is quite wealthy uh, but there's a whole backstory here where uh this this granddaughter's father uh, who was about her age uh she was romantically involved with back in her college years and was in, in the war together with him and he's been dead for a long time and there's a history where his family kind of circumvented their relationship so there's like a bit of a bad blood but kind of you know, it feels like she still goes to the casino. They, 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 they seem to be okay with the fact that she owes them like 11 grand in, in debt. Uh, yeah. So so, they, so she's given her some leeway. Sue Lynn, the head of the family, has given her some leeway, but it's, you know, it's, it's a strenuous relationship, to say the least. It is, definitely. There's, but, there's, there's some history, for sure. But she's brought in to help try and find uh, the, 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 the granddaughter. Not when she's officially kidnapped, actually. It's just when she's just ran off with a boyfriend. But then it escalates from there and we get to actual kidnapping territory and the police get involved and we meet another main character that way and it's so on and so on. Uh, so what did you think of episode one of Stumptown? Well, it was pretty good. A um, couple of little nitpicks here or there. Uh, but overall, you know, we, once we saw the trailer uh, a while back, we said this this trailer had style and a tone that often you don't get anymore on network TV. And I think the episode delivered on, on that, uh, if nothing else. Uh, I thought it was okay. It's, it's kind of like all the stuff that's in the trailer that gave me a chuckle, that made it feel like it had its its, its own voice, was still there. Uh, but mm. there was definitely sort of downtime in between those those portions, like the actual plot and the way the plot plays out. You know, I thought any kind of references to her past and the quick little flashbacks you get of her and like you know her her military yeah, gear yeah. and stuff. Like I thought all that stuff was kind of like okay, we're doing yeah, yeah that stuff, stuff was very piloty. Yeah, you know, a lot of it felt piloted to me and um it bizarre i'll be honest the, the plot felt like it dragged on a little bit for me i was actually because obviously it's a, it's a 42 minute sh you know network show without ads and 
Mm. I'm, I'm very much used to what that feels like. I'm used to what a length of one of these shows feels like. And it felt like it was dragging on. I actually checked the time at one point and there was like 15 minutes left. And I was like, wait, what? 15 minutes? I, uh, I never felt that personally. Uh, but... <laughs> Fair enough. And I don't know if it's just because there was so much back and forth in the plot with someone being, you know, ran away, then kidnapped, but then maybe not kidnapped anymore, but then kidnapped but then, again. Yeah. <laughs> there was so I think much back and forth. Because all of that was so predictable, uh, I don't think I felt the runtime in, in the same way where, you know, the back and forth was, it was always every step as I expected. Hmm. So I was, I was always waiting for the next step. So it didn't feel like I, like I was getting to the end and then it surprised me. Yeah, it's fair. Um, yeah, I've, I've kind of looked warm on it overall. Like, I, th- I think Kobe Smothers is pretty good. I, I think, yeah, there's, there's definitely some humour there. But ultimately, it, it kind of just it felt... And this could just be a pilot thing. This is the sort of thing where this show could grow uh, on me over time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think one, one of my biggest problems, I think, is something that will be fixed. Because I think Jake Johnson is criminally underutilised. Well, there's a bit of backstory to this, but I should explain. Uh, yeah, for no, everyone. that's why I was going to say I yeah. think it's because he was recast. Uh, you know, you know, originally the the role was played by someone else, so I'm assuming they didn't change that much in the pilot, and they just kind of slotted him in. But maybe it it becomes more of a you know a Jake Johnson role as it goes on. Uh, very possibly. He's you know he's he's kind of the the platonic friend who's opening a bar and he's there for sort of advice to call out on her shit, and. You know, she she she's kind of kind of a loser. <laughs> she's kind of, everyone kind of assumes yeah. she's going to screw up, and she kind of does screw up to a certain extent uh, before ultimately maybe kind of succeeding by the end of the episode to kind of give us kind of the premise of the show. She's kind of a screw up, but she'll kind of screw her way into success. It's that sounded wrong. You know what I mean? She'll she'll screw up her way into success. Um, it's uh, it's the legends of tomorrow motto. Kind of, yeah. Sometimes we screw up for the better. Yeah. Um. You know, it's it's got a little bit of that vibe going for it. And I must admit, though, I think where it falls flat for me is I didn't necessarily enjoy the scenes where she goes to talk to people to actually investigate the case, all that interesting. You know, there's a whole scene where she talks to this guy who she thinks she's there to, like, talk about the, like, potentially getting the girl back, right? And there's a little bit of a joke twist. This is a minor spoiler, I guess. There's a joke twist here where this guy's actually just selling a car. And that's all it is. But that entire sequence of her going to talk to him and the what's going to happen next, and then the real like buyer of the car showing up. All that sequence, I thought, was just kind of dull and wasn't anywhere nearly as funny as I think it was meant to be. That's fair. Um, but I, I don't think it was as consistent with that. Like every time, because uh, when she went to interview, well, I say interview, you know, question the, uh, the, the, the friend mm. uh, with the phone, I thought that was fairly amusing. The end of that scene was fairly amusing. The way she kind of like got her answers at the end was amusing. Yeah. But... Yeah, I guess I, I just I'm just there was nothing in the way the show actually you know does its plot that felt mm. kind of exciting to me. It was it was it still feels like a very procedural show. Like I feel like oh it does yeah. Next episode she's going to have a new case because she's now she's a PI and she's going to get this new thing to go and find and follow. I'm not sensing any kind of like season long plot arc really yet outside of maybe just her making amends or maybe like growing with you know the yeah the, i the, think the family. some outlets have maybe seen a few more episodes because mm. they definitely mentioned uh a season plot that that was lifted from the comics uh that i don't think was even hinted at in this episode if it was so. hinted at in this episode there's was, there was no context to actually know that they were hinting at something because yeah no, nothing stuck out to me as oh this is set up for yeah for, for so i feel time. like they've seen you know three to six episodes the standard 
Yeah. Um, she's got a brother as well who uh, she kind of helps take care of. Uh, he has uh, learning uh, difficulties, so he he's kind of this character who's there. Uh, it's it's kind of there. He kind of kind of give her a tether to the world where this is why she's not just completely off the handle and lying drunk somewhere because she's got someone that has to depend on her. So yeah. it gives her kind of a, a lifeline back to the the world. And, and it's not perfect in that sense. She doesn't. She's not always like you know a hundred percent there, mm. even though you know, like I say, he do, he does depend on her. Yeah, yeah, because she kind of dumps him with uh with Jake Johnson for like a day, <laughs> where you know yeah. she's going off to do some of the case, and I mean he's happy to like sort of uh, hang out with him uh, while he's setting up his bar. But uh, so yeah, we we get him, and there's a couple of cops. Obviously, there's the main cop who's kind of a love interest, uh, Hoffman, who she keeps calling Kaufman, and then there's a lieutenant who I feel like we're going to see probably more of as well. Yeah, just you know set up some of the the, the key faces that are going to be around. Uh, so I mean, I, I hate to keep sort of saying this because we, you know, we did emergence yesterday, and I hate to kind of like repeat something I said in that, but ultimately it felt like a network pilot, and well, there was a little glimmer here or there of like things that were nice about it. There was things that were solid. I mean, much like emergence, the the main cast, I mean, main star really in this case, uh, is pretty likable and capable of carrying a show. Maybe as a couple of little sparkles. For the most part, it just kind of felt like, yeah, this is a network pilot that's going through the 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 al- almost archetypical plot for a pilot to set up mm. all the main key players and set up you know what your character is, which is obviously what a pilot's supposed to do. But there is kind of this thing where there's so many TV pilots every year where there is kind of a formula to it. There is, there absolutely is. Uh, I think, at least personally, I I enjoyed this more than Emergence. I thought that the tone was just a bit more. No, I I probably did too. But the weird thing the weird thing is though is that I felt like with emergence, the thing that didn't work about it is that it was clearly trying to go for this mystery and it wasn't quite working. This show almost benefits from just not having any ambitions. <laughs> like there's no like we're trying to be this extra thing or no, I get that because you're saying oh it feels very procedural and it does and I'm kind of okay with that because it's it's got, do you know what screw it we're just we're being procedural for now. It's not trying to do anything fancy, sure, so, and and that's to its strength, I think, at this point. I mean, you, you, we can complain, oh, it's not, it's not what we want, you know, we, uh, you know, there, all these things. It, it, it doesn't get me point. excited, though. Is is kind of my point? No, like, I'm no, not, I'm, I'm not excited about watching episode two. Like, that's fair. You know, it's the sort of thing where, yeah, maybe if it, if it actually survives more than a season. And I hear it's good in like season three. Sure, maybe I'll go back and give it a little binge, and it's easy to consume that way. But like, like if for weekly TV, like oh, I need to catch episode two. Like I'm never like I'm going to forget this existed by next week. It won't be a priority for me. I can tell you that. But I'll probably check out some more. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, this is a, like because I, I feel like I, maybe one of the things that hurts it as well is that all the good bits were in the trailer, and I, I think that definitely hurt it because. The entire opening scene in the car was the, the the first half of the trailer was was that scene just that whole scene. I, I will say though, I I appreciate that 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 was just. Do you know what? That was the opening scene. So while one of the best scenes in the episode, don't get me wrong, but if, you know it, it's not taking the best scene from the end of the episode for the trailer. It's like no, 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 this is just the opening of the episode. Here you go. This is how we open the trailer. I can respect that. Sure, but you have the blade sword because it is the best scene of the episode, yeah. and. Because well maybe that's debatable, but it like it, the absurdity the absurdity of how she operates and how kind of like not great she is at what she does like and the humor that comes from that is mainly displayed in that opening scene. No, it does, and I do appreciate that. While maybe it does or doesn't necessarily top that scene on an individual 
you know, mm. in any other individual moments. Uh, I mean, it's up for debate if you, if you think it does. Uh, I think it, it, it mostly, well, maybe doesn't entirely live up to the promise of that first scene all the time. <coughs> it, it doesn't feel like it's lying about what the show is either. No. And I think, I go back to the formula thing, there was definitely little things about like how they were trying to like sell who she was that felt a little cliche to me. Uh, mm. You know, the car like being a piece of shit and not being able to start... Uh, just does kind of feel like yeah okay I've seen this done like a million times uh, yeah. kind of thing. no I I agree although I did think it was funny when they brought it back up okay sure and then speaking of cars uh, when she just tells the valet to keep the fancy car that she stole for example like that moment that moment for me like kind of like was verbatim kind of like here's how we show how nonchalant she is. She's just like, ah, here, keep yeah. it, kind of thing. And again, I'm sure you've seen that moment in a movie or a TV show before. You've seen, like, you know, the cop or whoever's commandeered a vehicle and just says, keep it, or, you know, whatever. Like, I'm pretty sure it was a moment in, in Casino Royale. It, but, uh, yeah, sure. I'm, um, I'm, I'm almost certain of that. Um, This is a thing where I can't even name any specific places, but I've seen it often enough where I went, oh yeah, this moment. And it just yeah. has that feeling of like, we're doing a checkbox to kind of like, this is what this character should have because this is what tells the audience exactly who she is. And obviously, they should tell us who she is. I just wish it was a bit more inventive with how it did it. Like a bit more it does. What, originality. What I will I uh, give it credit for in the in the writing, it, more, more the dialogue, maybe it's maybe it's just her delivery more than anything, but it feels like a Rooker character. Uh, you know, I can see that influence of where they've, you know, adapted it from. And as, as you know, a Rooker fan, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, I can kind of see that as well. I do think she's packaged completely around a, a network TV show. Like, she's definitely yeah, sort of nestled yeah. deep within a network TV show, but there is a bit of Rookie voice in there. I don't think the show as a whole has a Rookie voice, though. It doesn't feel... No, no, no. It doesn't feel like a Rookie comic. Uh, no, not at all. Just her. At least not yet. I mean, again, maybe once it gets down to some more long-form plot, you know, storytelling and stuff, maybe it'll start to feel a bit more like that but like you know when amazon finally gets around to doing lazarus which they're, they're promising they're going to and i'm, I'm really hoping to do because i'm looking forward to it if they get around to it and lazarus like just feels as generic as this does i'll be really upset because yeah. while i'm sure the premise of Stumptown probably lends itself more to a network tv show because that's why it exists it's, it's a procedural detective yeah. comic <laughs> yeah if lazarus ended up with a tone like this i'd be i'd be heartbroken oh sure yeah and I, I, you know, Lazarus is my least favorite Rocker comic. Uh, not a huge fan, weirdly. Um, Madness. But it's it, it shouldn't feel anything like this. Whereas Stumped, you know, I've I've read about one issue, I think, of, of Stumptown like four years ago. Um, but you know, it's surely it's that's your least favorite. You don't even read issue two. Yeah, no, no. But I, that, <laughs> I, I enjoyed what I read. I just haven't got brown to it was busy at the time and i thought i'll come back to it whereas lazarus i read like 20 issues and joe went and, and then decided do you know what i'm just i'm just not feeling this now nah, lazarus is like the best rocker comic Connor, connor's a fool um wrong because it's black magic no nah, lazarus is better than black magic and i've read enough of both to, to have an opinion on that uh so yeah i guess we'll get a spoiler warning just so we can talk about anything else comes up honestly there's not a lot to talk about in spoilers really um there's a couple of small details where the boyfriend turned out to be in on the kidnapping for the ransom money uh, which is kind of a spoiler but kind of not because i'm you know the moment where she comes in you know you know and all the cops are coming in you know, and to arrest him mm. was in the trailer 
I remember the scene. I remember parts of that scene. I don't remember seeing him though. I mean, he may have been there, but I just didn't remember. Like, I remember her having her hands up and saying, "There's two more in the, the trunk." I remember yeah. say or saying that, but I don't remember. No, I, I remember her knocking him down with the car. Ah, uh, but yeah. So yeah, that's kind of a victory because because the the opening scene actually doesn't take place at the start of the story. It's you know it's like you know three days later, I think it was. Or more, but more specifically in the story, it's just like the you know, the start of Act Four of the actual yeah, story. Yeah. Um. And you see the other sort of side of it. Um, actually, they've got this thing in the the, the, the first the first uh, episode here where there's a mixtape in the car that plays automatically sometimes, and you can't turn it off. And it gives the episode like about four, maybe even five, like different moments where there's a different like classic sort of track plays. And they're all great. Uh, yeah, I don't really have any uh, complaints about the music choices, but I was thinking like this feels like a, th- a thing that they want to set up stylistic for the show. But if the whole concept is that it's off this one mixtape, then surely the most they can have on you know one cassette that she can't change is like what twelve. <laughs> I mean, if that, because I assume it's stuck in one side. <laughs> yes, I mean, how many songs can you fit in one side of a cassette? I can't remember. It's been a long time. <laughs> six or seven. Uh, at a push, it? I think. Not six or seven. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while, like you say, but. I mean, a standard album would be two sides of a cassette. Yeah, but I think it was more than that if you're recording it yourself, because I think there was like a long play, like you know, like VHS had, where you could like double uh, the length. You, you I, could be right. I think there was, because I I remember having more than that in that tape. <laughs> of course, the joke. No idea. Of course, the joke here: a car sold has got a cassette player, which is, you know, ancient. Yeah. And apparently, we were also ancient, given that we have any memories of said. Audio yeah, yeah, tapes. no, I, I have many a memory of, of cassette tapes. I'm not fond of them, though. As soon as I could switch to, like, CDs, I was more than happy to... They rec- uh, this one here, average 26 minutes uh, aside. Huh. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah. Fair enough. Um, so what you're saying is we've got maybe one more song. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, see, that'll be the point where it's growing on her and she'll just change it out for a different one. <laughs> so, assuming she can somehow find cassette tapes anywhere. Uh, I wouldn't even know where to begin looking for a cassette tape these days. Yeah. Um, so, like, I mean, the episode's fine. I, I think, you know, maybe the thing that's making me feel a bit hollow about it is, like, anytime there was, like, an emotional beat, it just kind of was like, ah, whatever. Like, you know, there's yeah. a whole scene where she goes, when when they think the, daughter, the, the granddaughter's been returned, although they're bizarrely not anyone see her, because it turns out later that they're, they're pretending she's back because the ransomers have demanded that they pretend she's back so that there's no police involvement, right? But yeah. she goes back and apologizes and tries to, like, give in the... Uh, the advance payment she got, you know, she got like a advance for for trying to find her, and tries to give it back, and you know, the Sulin's like, no, 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 like you know, I hired a plumber to like you know sweep a chimney or something like that. She says because yeah, she told this story about the chimney. It was basically that she made the idea being that Dex might have screwed things up with this other guy by sticking her nose where it didn't belong. Yeah, and you know, she she refused. So she says she doesn't want the money back, but Dex still kind of puts it down on the table as she leaves. This might be this kind of emotional beat. And it just kind of left me kind of feeling like, okay, yeah, we're, go- we're, mm. we're going through it. Like, yeah, I didn't really feel anything from the scene, so. No, I didn't either. Uh, so no, that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of where I am with it. I, I, it was a perfectly watchable show. I, I think I'm at a point now where, you know, I we have so much good TV coming from elsewhere that these network pilots really have to kind of give me some sort of spark. And yeah. I don't think this gave me a spark. It, it gave me 
a solid enough for what it is network show. Mm. Potential to grow, sure, but there was nothing really exciting me where I'm like, oh, I need to see more of this. I need to see how the season plays out. I'm, I'm quite happy just hearing about it later and seeing if it's worth yeah, going back. I get that. I mean, here's a, a sort of off-topic question for you that I think is, is interesting. Is uh, given, given that this is probably the last network pilot we're checking out this year, uh, or at least right now, I, I think I'm going to check out Nancy Drew in the CW. <laughs> oh yeah, no, okay, I forgot about that one. Uh, I, I mean, um, and and you know, you say uh, you know what? Some of these pilots, they're fine. They're just you know, they're they're mm-hmm. they're a network show. If the hit television show, uh, Buffy aired its pilot as it was, you know, now, do you think you'd you'd be you know you you you'd we'd watch it for this? Do you think you'd be like, oh, I'll stick with it, or would you be like, yeah, again? That that is such a weird question because I I have to I have to ask a qualifier here before I answer this. Okay. When you say as it, as as it was, if it aired now, because if it aired as it was right now, then I would be like, well, this is kind of a weird like uh, like throwback oh. show with these dodgy effects and <laughs> like all these nineties okay, outfits. No, all right, no, the, the effects are, are updated, but you know, on par with now. But you know, I mean, I mean, you know, all the writing. <laughs> the structure and, the, and, and, and such right so assuming that buffy never existed before therefore that means that twilight never existed because twilight obviously stole from it i wouldn't have the my my anti twilight thing in my head either right that wouldn't be sure there. sure no i'm, right. I'm just yeah. on, on purely as a as a network pilot right i think buffy's pilot on its own um is funny enough with the characters like i, I like even when i go back and watch welcome to the Hellmouth, some of the some of some great lines in that pilot some really okay. witty lines you know, there's a moment where after they find a dead body in the first episode and cordelia walks up and tells buffy when she's sitting with willow she's like oh there's a, there's a you know they found a body in the in the gym is a way dead totally dead and then Zana goes so they're just a little dead then that's a really funny line there's a, a there's, yeah. there's, there's sparks of dialogue in that first episode uh that i think would Probably Do you think the sparks around. were enough? That's that's impossible to ask these days. It right? is, it is. But I, I'm just I, I'm I, just trying to goad you into into maybe maybe <laughs> saying no. <laughs> hey, there's been many a show where I've I've came back later after dismissing it and found yeah, found, found yeah. a great show. It wouldn't be that weird if 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 Buffy started now. Would I do it to Buffy? Uh, possible because season one's not his best. Buff Buffy became the amazing show that it is around the middle of season two. No, that's fair. So, you know, a lot of them shows used to do that. Um, and it's actually amazing because I think that some other better examples might be Fringe and Chuck where those definitely started off weaker and I stuck with them because there was basically nothing else on that I was watching at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, now, I don't, I don't think we would. No. I mean, I might hear later, like, you know, when once season two is of both those shows finished and people say, oh, actually, they got, they got really good in season two, I might be tempted to go back and, you know, give them the fair shot, but... Um, but that's when both those shows got good with season two. So yeah, yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm not arguing that. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and if Stumptown lasts long enough, Th- that this could be one of those. Yeah, it could be one of those. But, but unfortunately, we don't have the time to cover it. Uh, we, you know, every week for well, I don't know how many they actually ordered it for, but up to twenty-two uh, episodes. You know, we we don't have the time to do that for a. Well, maybe there's yeah. just not enough there. I don't. I don't think the uh, the discussions per episode would be that interesting. I mean, because no. I mean, let's be honest. The discussion of this first episode had very little to do with the plot. It was mostly just about okay, what is the show? Who are the characters? How does it handle its humor and so on and so on? There was very little about the actual kidnapping because ultimately it was just kind of a typical ho hum plot. 
Yeah, maybe as it gets into it, the plots get more interesting. And maybe maybe it is just a, a very simple plot because it's the pilot and they just want to focus on establishing a couple of characters. So, right, let's keep the plot simple. That's a, a fair uh, approach, I think. Mm. Um, maybe not the most interesting approach, but I think it's a reasonable uh, decision to take. But, I mean, hard to say that if, you know without the hindsight of having you know a few more episodes and seeing if they get more interested. But I look at first episodes of other things that I do love... And I'm like, you can, like, Mr. Robot episode one was like, no, this show's amazing. You're in for the ride. From, ep- from hell, from scene no. one, the first scene in Mr. Robot hooks you and just oh, t- grabs oh, oh, tight. It, it does. I distinctly remember hearing that, oh, hey, this Mr. Robot thing is meant to be all right. I'll stick it on at half two in the morning. I'll, I'll probably fall asleep while watching it. And then the first scene when I went, well, shit, I guess I'm awake now. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, like. I just want to say. It is not fair to compare most TV to Mr. Robot. Okay, episode one of The Expanse. There's, there's like yeah. a nuke goes off by the end of that episode, and it's it's like okay, I guess I'm I'm interested. I'm curious to see where this goes now. It you know, is again, uh, again. I want to just you know not not put you down, but notice that these are not network examples we're picking now. Yeah, but I'm yeah, but at, we're at the point now. Can we can we keep just letting network have a pass and be like, oh well, you know, it's network. We should expect less, like. No, but I mean... The rest uh, of the TV landscape is doing better things, typically. <laughs> well, to our tastes. Uh, I think that there is definitely an appeal for some shows. like You know, show, procedural shows. Sometimes I like having an episode of a procedural show on. Uh, sometimes that can be, you know, just a nice palate cleanser. Uh, not saying it's better than Mr. Robot, obviously, but sometimes I like a break. You know, I'll stick on an episode of whatever. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you know, maybe on that merit. Yeah, I can see myself watching more of this. All right. Well, there you go. That's our, our discussion of episode one of Stumptown. Uh, you can let us know what you thought of it in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here, you can head over to patreon.com slash TV, where you can support us for as little as $1 per month. And you get some bonuses, some exclusives. Higher tiers, of course, you get more, so go and have a look-see um, and look out for other stuff that's coming. Yeah, we're reviewing the new Netflix show, the first episode of that, at the very least, uh, called The Politician, which is out on Friday, and that's uh, Ryan Murphy's new show, so probably probably up uh, within 24 hours of this one going up. So you can go and, go and uh, check out that and look for more in the future. So uh, that is us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>